Hello and welcome to Failing Up. This is Tim Marr. Thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful, wonderful musical introduction. What a talented fellow Jungle Jim is marching us into the holiday season. This is Tim Marr broadcasting on the shores of the mighty Seneca River leading up to Lake Ontario, feeding the great, great St. Lawrence River out to the Atlantic Ocean, off to Buffalo, off to Buffalo and Toronto. What a beautiful, great lake that is. Here we are in the kickoff in the midst of the holiday season called the holiday season when it's you know really like Christmas overload Christmas trees Christmas everything been up since uh, Halloween Christmas decorations have been up since Halloween and and now it's here now the stress and the pressure is here to get the lights up and compete with the have the best lights in the neighborhood and the biggest tree and all that stuff you know it's really uh really an incredible time of the year. As I said in my other podcast, I love Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is so authentic and it's all about the holiday you get. And Christmas is just like a whirling dervish of colored lights and sugar and uh, happy, you know, Hallmark shows. I Oh my God, those Hallmark shows. Slow death Hallmark shows. And, uh, but it's a holiday season and I do love the Christmas season. I love the, I love the, the, the celebration I love the way that it's concluding a year, you know, a uh, new year's ending and one's beginning. And there's a lot of, you know, festive mood, you know, during Christmas time. And, and it is a very beautiful time. If you ever get a chance, get down to New York City for Christmas, Christmas time. Christmas in New York City is like nowhere else in the face of the earth. It's just a New York City does it right for Christmas. And it's, you know, it's really the place to uh, stop and, and really visit the city and, and the way they decorate. It's just magical. But, you know, just about got all the tree decorated, got to put the ornaments on and the train and all that stuff. And then Christmas will come. And it's amazing how all, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, oh, I got want something, I want something, I want something, I want something. And all the decorations are up and they're lighted. And all of a sudden, you know, Christmas is over. Get those damn things down. The last thing I want to see are those decorations. People rush to get them down. Actually, it's supposed to be up until the 6th. That's the epiphany. And also based on Shakespeare's uh, Twelfth Night. The Twelfth Night was the Twelfth Night of Celebration because Christmas actually begins on Christmas Day, the Twelve Days of Christmas. And all those other individuals celebrating all the other holidays that occur this time of year. Just numerous holidays and celebrations and all the way. And it's a great time to to appreciate others' um, ways that they they uh, worship or, or, or pray or, or how they celebrate. In any way they celebrate. Or if they don't celebrate. It's a great way to to open our minds and our hearts to an understanding that, uh, you know, not everybody, not everybody wants uh, a big Santa Claus and a big tree. Um, There are other ways. And this this time of year means many things to many individuals. And it's really a a great opportunity to um, appreciate others. Slow down, appreciate others, continue that gratitude of Thanksgiving. And I think I got to get off the pulpit here. I think I got to get off this pulpit box I'm sitting on. What the heck is going on? So here we are, early December, early December 2021. Man, last year at this time, we were just uh, trying to figure out what was going to go on. We we're going to have a vaccine. Could you get outside? Could you do what? Could you, could you, you know, see somebody? And now here we are uh, a little more loose, although um, numbers are rising throughout the United States with um, COVID-19 again. Must be careful, must be careful. But here we are. You know, I was reflecting back, because this is a time of year of reflection. I was thinking back to who I think is one of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time, uh, genius comedian, and that's George Carlin. And I remember, I think I was about 13 years old when George Carlin 
the greatest com maybe the, you know, I shouldn't say that because I, I hate saying the goat the goat there is no goat there's only a ram there is no goat you know but but the, one of one of the best comedy albums of all time was George Carlin's album that came out uh, in the early 70s and on that album were the seven words you couldn't say on television now out of those seven words in the early 70s that you could not say on television I'm guessing there's only about two of them now that you cannot say on television there's only two I'm gonna get and given that they're streaming and, and, and Netflix I'm thinking you can say them all on television now in some way you, know, you get by with most there's, there's one you probably can't but for the most part you can get by with the seven words that you couldn't say on television and that just got me thinking when I was thinking of George Carlin's great great observation great bit the genius George Carlin how, uh, you know, almost 60 years ago, 50 years ago, it was, you know, the 60 years ago, the, the word you couldn't use on television. But now here's our, here we are today where our vernacular has become so vulgar. It's the norm. The vulgar vernacular is a norm. And if you really want to, it's a descriptive in many ways. It's a descriptive and it's, it's, it's you know, it's so different and it's so accepted uh, it's accepted on television where you can be on television and, and you hear the seven words you could never say on television before. Well, now they're all there. Well, maybe except for two. And um, and they're just in our vernacular. You know, they're just in. Our, I was in and, you know, you're going to hear some, I, I, you know, and, and they're used to describe because, you know, if you if you see somebody and they really bother you or if somebody, you know, really bothers you and calling somebody a turd face. Hey, turd face. Now, when I was younger, calling somebody a turd face, we're fighting with you, a turd face. It really, you call somebody a turd face now, it's almost like a Hallmark card. It's a shit face, shit face. You shit face. And what is a shit face? It's a face of shit. So you're a shit face. Well, you know, I, well, okay. Well, um, and then, of course, you drop the mighty, almighty F-bomb. The mighty F-bomb in front of everything, you know. F-face, F for brains. What the F? You see, if you're if you get cut off in the road, or if somebody does something to you, like if you get smashed in the grocery store with a grocery cart, uh, you know, saying what the heck doesn't have the same meaning as saying what the fuck was that? You know, or 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 when somebody says what's wrong with you, what's wrong with you? That doesn't carry the same meaning. But but those but those have been so used, and and, and the power of those words have been so. Um, ingrained in our system now it's like bringing you know uh a water gun to uh to a power you know to a to an automatic weapons fight you know you the, the vulgar vernacular you know is, is out there and, and it's, it's everywhere i hear you know i was in the i was in the um one of the drive-in stores it was a stewart's the other day stewart or whatever it is and there's all kinds of stewart's and sunoco's and ampms and 7-elevens and sheets all these stores you know i was in one of those types of stores i don't know i can't remember the name and I'm standing behind a guy. Now I'm getting myself a prepackaged turkey submarine sandwich. The prepackage it was probably made about five days earlier, which gives it that special taste. Uh, you know, the bread is just dry enough, and the turkey, the turkey is almost blends with the bread. The texture of the turkey almost blends with the bread, and I had the cheese on it. Of course, it comes with two packets, one of mayonnaise and one of mustard, right into the pack plastic container in case you want to go mayonnaise or mustard and you just can't decide. Or you could do both. I don't use either. I take it dry. I eat it like a man. I take it dry. I take that day-old turkey sub and I have it dry. I don't even wash it down with anything. I just let it rip. So I, you know, I had a craving. So I went in and I got, I got, I, got, I was in the line getting that thing, uh, looking over to see if I wanted to pick up a newspaper because lo and behold, I still do read the hard copy newspaper. Pinch me. 
And the guy in front of me is paying, you know, he's buying something. I don't know what he's buying. He's buying something to drink. And, and, uh, and he's talking to, to the person that's checking him out. This, you know, this, this woman's checking him out. She's behind the plastic screen because we're all behind plastic screens because we're still COVID. And he says, uh, and I'm standing there behind him. And he's saying, you know, oh, you know, oh, this is good. This is good. I can't believe this. And he goes, uh, he goes, well, I, 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 I love this fucking drink. And I, and I went, whoa. I said, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And, and, and she said, oh, yeah, it's a great drink. It's a really good drink. I like it, too. I like the, I like the grape version. Yeah, it's fucking great. I'm standing there thinking to myself, here I am in line in the store. And all of a sudden, it, and then it dawns on me. It's a norm. Our vulgar vernacular has become the, the norm. If you really want to describe something, you got to go all the way. Because if it's just outstanding, it's not good enough. If you want outstanding, go for the generic brand. If you want fucking great, go for the name brand. And you got to use that word. You know. What's the matter with you? Can't you think? What do you have? Shit for brains? There's another one. Another another way we... And these things are just common. Common in our... And then you have to say, how did that... Where, when did this happen? I'm goodness gracious. Uh, because I believe I'm part of the evolution. I believe I'm part of the evolution because I know when I was younger, it wasn't there. And now I'm part of the evolution. And I will admit that I am guilty in this evolution. And now that it's a norm on TV, the seven deadly words you cannot say and on television, minus two, I'm pretty sure there's two. And I think if you ever, if you check out the Carlin skit, you'll, you'll be able to pick out the ones that you still can't see on TV. And, and it's minimal. I'm telling you, it's minimal. You know, but soon the weather people are going to say, oh, we got a big effing storm coming in. We got a big effing one coming in. Oh, my God. That, that was a Category 5. Holy fuck. That's, a, that's an effing tornado. That's an effing flood. Yes. Yes, man. That's big stuff. I mean, it's there. We're almost there, you know. Uh, but it's there. And it's in the workplace. It's in the workplace. You know, you're in a meeting at work. And you hear the F-bomb dropped all the time. You know, just boom, 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 Well, you know, if you live next to a firecracker factory, soon enough, you're not going to notice the noise. Boom, 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 I don't hear anything. Do you hear anything? I don't hear anything. Do you hear boom, 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 I don't hear anything. Do you hear anything? No, I don't think I hear anything. Do you hear a little noise over there? No, 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 no. Then you get into things, then you get into the words where you really get creative. You know, when somebody's really, you know, the artist of the vulgar language can just like string along, you know, the the the, the classics, the classics. But then they then they start putting in, you know, body parts, various body parts. Usually body parts that you're, you're not supposed to say publicly, you know. Yeah. So you throw that, so you throw, you throw boom, 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 and then you throw body boom, boom, body part. Boom, 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 body part. Boom, 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 male body part. You are a boom male body part. So if you break it down, that's what someone's saying. You are a boom boom male body part. What a body part head. Well, people say, oh, what a male body part head. Oh, my God, you are such a big male body. What a big male body part. What a big piece of genitalia. That's what you are. You're just a big piece of genitalia. But if you use the vulgar versions, it's much more direct, much more powerful. And I'll tell you, it gets people killed. It'll get you killed. The middle finger is nothing anyway. Everybody flicks the middle. I mean, the middle finger is like, I think the middle finger is a new way to wave to people. People, people flick me the middle finger. I flick it back and we wave like, like we're old friends. No one's even angry. 
People give the middle finger and they and they, and they, they zoom by. It's usually in the car. They, they give the middle finger while they're zooming by. You can't even appreciate that you're getting the middle finger. The other day, a guy gave me the middle finger while he drove through the intersection. And I, I literally followed him to get to the another intersection until we both had a red light and I could pull up next to him so he could really give me the middle finger because I felt like I ripped him off because I stopped in one lane and he stopped in the other, but his lane hit a green arrow. So I felt it was my obligation in this world of vulgar discourse to allow him to uh, give me the middle finger in a way that was going to make him feel good about himself. I didn't care, but he obviously he needed to do that. He needed to give me that bird. The bird. Remember the bird? Man, if you gave somebody the bird way back in the day, it was like, whoa, holy cow, somebody gave him the bird. Man, now it's nothing. Now it's nothing. I mean, good Lord. I go to work and people give me the bird when I enter the door. I mean, it's, it's nothing to it. The bird and the language. But it's part, but, but it all bleeds into the rest of what's occurring. You know, the, what are the norms are? Truth has been tainted. You know, violence is accepted. Violence, you know, another tragic, horrendous school shooting. Another one. Another one. My God. What the heck? What the hell? What the fuck? That's where you say it. Another shooting. Another one. I, it's be, violence. Volatile discourse. Venom. Congress, a congresswoman, calling another congresswoman, bringing her out on her religious beliefs, and, and people are defending her, and people are calling her out? Oh, my God. So it's just all part of where we're at. The cream has not risen to the top of the pot. It has curled, baby. The cream has curled. So when you look at the, the vulgar vernacular, it gets into the vulgar world we're in. It's just a vulgar world where lies and, and, and extremes have become truth and have become a rallying point for those who feel they're oppressed, for those who feel like life has screwed them over. They don't realize that the people that are manipulating them are constantly screwing them over. It's cyclical. You're getting screwed over by the people who you think are telling you you're better off because you believe in them. I mean, Jesus. What the heck? And you know, the strongest vulgar words, I say Jesus, by the way, uh, aren't recognized in religion as uh, swear words. You, know, you can drop the F-bomb and you can drop all, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, words, a lot of them, and it's not going to get you to hell. You can drop a lot of them. You can use the F-bomb and you're okay. The F-bomb is cleared. I believe the F-bomb is cleared in the Catholic Church. It is. You can say the, I don't know if you can say the F-bomb in the Catholic Church, but I'm sure somebody has said the F-bomb in the Catholic Church. But the F-bomb is clear. The F-bomb is not uh, one of those prohibited uh, taking a name type of things. Not like the big ones. But the F-bomb, I think, is cleared in the church. Someone want to check, Jungle Jim, you want to check me on that? The F-bomb cleared in the church. But this vulgar vernacular is bleeding over into a vulgar society. And uh, it's really... Um, you know, you wonder when, what's going to change it? You know, the new norms, the new norms of vulgar, vulgarity, all that. But here we are. Here we are in the season of light. Isn't it the season of light, Christmas time, the holidays? Everyone, again, celebrating their various uh, annual traditions. And, and, and it's a beautiful time of year. And maybe, you know, always a time of year reflection and a time of hope. And maybe. Maybe this will be the best freaking Christmas since Danny Kay danced with Bing Crosby under that freaking Christmas tree. I don't know, according to Christmas Vacation, love that movie. 
But in any event, I think who is the change? Who are I don't know who the change agents are. I don't know who the change agents are. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just thinking, I'm just observing that it times are changing. Times have changed, man. Times have changed. And uh, you look at the vernacular, you look at the violence, you look at it all and you say to yourself, it's got to slow down. It's got to change. When does it change? And how does it change? I don't know. You know, somehow it has to be enough's enough. And then what do you do? The issue is, I don't want to say the problem. The issue I believe is, is that when it's, when it's being supported, from all, from many different um, entities, because it's being supported in a way that benefits individuals who are in power and have some nice positions in Congress or the Senate, and they want to keep those positions, so they'll waver. They'll waver to pacify their constituents. So it go, all politics is local, and then it will go to their constituents. And if their constituents are happy, then they get reelected. And so if their constituents are happy because they're not uh, calling out individuals who are lying or who are vulgar or who are disrespectful or who are supporting certain types of weapons, then they're okay. But then they get they stand in front of a podium and say, this can't, this can't happen again. I don't know what the root cause of this. Well, it's you, nuts. Know, you're the root cause of this. So it starts there and then it bleeds down because that's where the acceptance peace begins. Uh, and then people start thinking it's okay to storm a capital, our capital. People think it's okay to do these things. The boundaries have been expanded. Not in a good way, because it's good to expand boundaries in some ways, but these are not the boundaries that you want to expand, because these boundaries, uh, the consequences of these boundaries are catastrophic. All goes back to the, you know, how our vulgar vernacular has taken over. Again, you know, and that guy was ordering that fucking drink. <laughs> must have been a good drink. Huh? You know, I almost bought, I almost bought that drink. Would you buy that drink, Jungle Jim? Jungle Jim is playing the music. This is Tim Marr on Failing Up. Let's get through the beautiful, beautiful holiday season together. Take it away, Jungle Jim.